the sister work or brother work is even more modest. It's, it's a beautiful, beautiful classical piece in, in two movements, a normal allegro movement and a minuetto, both, both in the key of G major. Uh, I play you the exposition. Ooh. Exposition. So, so this is very beautiful, quite predictably classical music. But again, if you compare this to, to the rather silly sonatinas of Clementi or Haslinger, then this is pure gold. <laughs> and again, I would encourage young children to play this because it's very beautiful. It also enables them to, to get an introduction to to the classical style and the classical way of playing. And uh, in this sonata, there are almost no instructions by Beethoven. There are no dynamics in this movement, none at all. In the second movement, only twice pianissimo. And, but that doesn't mean that one should play this music in, in one color and the performer has to be the second composer here, and we have to compose dynamics. Uh, this is also wonderful because it gives us a certain liberty. So obviously, I would start this movement with, with a healthy poco forte, and continue piano. And the chord again underlined with a forte, etc. But each performer has the freedom here to, to create something different. The main thing is that it should never be black and white. There should be some greens and reds and yellows. However, again, let's keep it in mind that this is a very modest sonata and we are not dealing here with the dynamic world of of Opus 106 or Opus 111. Uh, 
It's also very beautiful here, the, the just exposition of quavers and, and triplets. These are the triplets. So it's always three notes, that's a triplet. I'm sorry, I'm sure most of you know this, but maybe not everybody. Uh, um, the development section starts quite dramatically in the key of D minor. And then A minor. E minor, B minor, so it, it all goes in, in sequences of, of fifths. And then comes again something new. Uh, it's quite chamber music-like or orchestral with this, with this knocking uh, quavers in the, in the bass. And then... Just four bars of, of, a, of a bridge, a, a transition, and then we are back in G major and back in the recapitulation, which is then quite predictable and quite uh, usual, if I may say so. Uh, but now let's go to the second movement, which you, you will recognize immediately. Most of you will know the septet of Beethoven, Opus 20, where he uses the same theme as, as the, in the minuet, not obviously in, a, in another key. But uh, to me that is quite significant because in the septet I always have this image of, of a village band. You, you have the double bass and you have the cello and the viola and they are playing a an accompaniment, you know. And which, which is a, a rustic, a, a village dance. Now, in the piano sonata, there is no, no indication for, for the articulation. He just writes detached quavers in the left hand, which, I mean, most of the time you hear pianists play this, but they play this. Uh, I don't know why, he, he really doesn't write legato, but everybody plays legato. And I think it's much more interesting to give it a village band character. Of course, it's much more modest, but you can... Uh, And the melody is legato, of course. So there you have a just exposition of, of legato melody and the, and the staccato accompaniment. And it's much more interesting. Then, middle part of it. You know, and then it, he repeats it an octave higher. 
Then comes the first episode or couplet, which I would score for woodwinds, maybe. this music on, on clarinets and, and bassoons and, and flutes. Uh, then little transition and the, the minuet returns. Now I do take the liberty here of adding little ornaments. I mean the other day a professor in Rome came to me and said uh, what edition you are using and I say <laughs> using, using the Henle edition but you are playing ornaments. And I said, yes, sir, I'm playing ornaments, but they are not in the score. And I said, yes, but um, you know, this, this is an occasional piece of Beethoven, and, and he was a great improviser, and I just don't believe that Beethoven would have played this minuet theme six times exactly the same. <laughs> and he was looking like that. <laughs> And he said, well, I have heard that you, 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 you are allowed to use ornamentation in Haydn and Mozart, but in Beethoven. <laughs> and so, so, I don't know, I, I cannot take the telephone and call Beethoven now. <laughs> I wish I could, but, but it's really, improvisation is, is an in, a very important part of all music and of the classical style, and I think we, we, we live in, in very poor times today that, that this is even an issue today. Of course, it's very much a matter of, of taste, and you know, tastes are different. Some people consider something of good taste, and, and others can be of different opinion and see the same thing in, as a sign of, of terrible taste. But Really, works are different, and I would never add an ornament in, in, a, in a great later sonata of Beethoven. But here, if I take a motive, for example, what in what. Add a little more because it should it should really not be six times the same. But this is my modest opinion, so you, you may like it or hate it, it's it's your choice. <laughs> so now comes a second episode, it's in C major, and I would score it for trumpets, horns, and timpani. <laughs> strings back to the trumpet
this is one of the two times that he writes a pianissimo. But those are the only two places. So then the minuet returns for a final time, and then there's a little coda or epilogue, and here again I take the liberty to, to play it for, for the only time legato, the accompaniment. Because it's different. That's the end. And again, even these last two chords, you have the choice of playing it piano or pianissimo, or you, you, you may choose to play it forte and, and uh, with, with an exclamation mark. I think it's in such a modest movement, it's more appropriate. Mm -hmm. It's not a big deal, really. <laughs> so that was Opus 49, and now